0: Good morning again. Uh, We are excited that we get a chance to sit with uh, two good friends. Lakeisha and Gray. have been in a uh, what we call the journey with us for the last nine months. We've been meeting for two hours once a week for the last nine months and uh, getting to know each other well and just excited about the conversation that we are going to have uh, just about emotions. How do we navigate this current uh, situation that we're in? Uh, My hope for you at home is that this would be helpful and even helping you to have intentional conversations uh, with your friends. Uh, Hopefully, you'll hear some things that will just cause you to think about what's going on, to think differently, uh, some awakenings. Um, So that's kind of where we want to go with all this, and I thought we would start with Meg just opening us in prayer. Thanks.
1: Father, I thank you for this morning, and I thank you that you are with us and that you know our hearts, Father. You know that um, our hearts are heavy and our hearts are hopeful and uh, that you are in all of this with us. And I ask that you reveal yourself this morning through this conversation, Mm -hmm. that you bring to the forefront uh, what you want us to hear and that we would hear your voice, that we would hear your heartbeat and that we would follow after you. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Amen. So, thanks for being here. Glad to be here. Nervous? are inviting us. <laughs> a little?
2: Maybe a little. Maybe a little.
0: <laughs> hey, Fick uh, Ray, why don't you just start by telling us who you guys are, a little bit about your family. Um, I'm Fick
3: Ray Prince. I am uh, married to Lakeisha. We've been married for 15 years. Uh, childhood sweethearts in high school, well, to college. And... Um, we uh, have five kids. One just graduated from college. Uh, and one just finished potty training. So, you know, we've got the full spectrum. <laughs> yes, you do. Uh, three girls in the middle. Uh, so, you got Christopher, Kaylee, uh, Aaliyah, Lauren, and then Alex in the end. Um, and so that's pretty much our, our family dynamic. Um,
0: Both maize and blue?
3: Yes, yes. That's the house. Well, she's maize I'm and maize blue. blue. Uh, yeah. I'm green and gold uh, with Wayne State. And, you know, and just love my time there. We're both uh, born in the city, mm-hmm. uh, raised in the city. But the interesting thing is both of our parents are from uh, outside of the city. You know, her folks are from New York. My mom's from Ethiopia. My dad's from Alabama. So we got a uh, kind of a spread
0: out Wide spectrum, mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> so uh, we had a chance to meet and talk. And um, one of the things you shared, Lakeisha, was uh, just your emotional state of being right now. It was very... Uh, moving for me. I found myself thinking about that later in the evening, just what you shared. So I just wanted to give you a chance to kind of just share or answer the question just how are you feeling? What, what's your emotional state at this point?
2: Um, honestly, it, it's been tough. It's been tough for multiple reasons. Um, it's been tough with Uh, being in quarantine and um, just having anxiety over the coronavirus and how it uh, affects us as African-Americans disproportionately. Um, And then on top of that, you know, having the fear and anxiety of uh, police brutality and um, just racism. And I think the culmination of it all happening all at one time has um, at times seemed to be unbearable Mm -hmm. and um i just want to give you an example uh around the time that we found out what happened to ahmaud uh my son called me from ann arbor he lives in ann arbor now even though he graduated he he decided he wants to live in in the community and um he had went for a walk uh, just to relieve stress with the quarantine and everything, and he um, he called he texted me some pictures, beautiful pictures of a park um, that he had found in his neighborhood that he had not seen before. And um, he called me excited and said, "Hey, mom, I found this beautiful park. You know, you could bring you know my siblings up here and we could have a picnic and I can play mm-hmm. with the kids. They have soccer nets over here." And I've never seen it before, it was behind some bushes. So I just kind of went through the bushes and I took these pictures, don't you like them? Aren't they beautiful? We can meet up. And I wanted to be excited with him, especially because my 22 year old is saying he wants to spend time with us and his little siblings. But I feel like that moment was stolen from me and Mm -hmm. I was overcome with anxiety and fear because all I could think of is him going through these bushes and walking through a part of the neighborhood he had never been before. People may not recognize that he lives in that mm-hmm. neighborhood. Oh my goodness, he's taking pictures. He might be casing the neighborhood, you know, mm-hmm. and I could I just this fear and anxiety of someone calling the police on him or mm-hmm. chasing him or anything. And and I did not want to Put that fear and anxiety onto my son, so I swallowed it and I'm like, oh yeah, they're in very nice pictures. Are you on your way home now? <laughs> you know, it's mm-hmm. just, uh, but he felt so comfortable. He doesn't have that fear, but I do, and I and I have it because I have more experiences with racism than he does. Mm-hmm. Um, I have the same fear and anxiety when my husband leaves to go to work every day. I have the fear for my little son. My my. Um, So to be four-year-old, right now he's cute. He's not a threat. But at what point does he become a threat? You know, Mm -hmm. at what point do they see him and become intimidated? A
0: perceived threat.
2: Yeah, Mm -hmm. a perceived threat. Thank you. Mm -hmm. um, That's a real anxiety for me, Mm -hmm. and um, sometimes it can seem overwhelming. But what helps me, what brings me back, what what you know, what my anchors are is I focus just, I go back to the basics. I um, was talking with you before and i was just telling you how my basics are like the Lord's Prayer, mm-hmm. you know, um, deliver us from evil. And mm-hmm. I just pray that over my son, mm-hmm. deliver him from evil. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, let your will be done here as it is in heaven. Those things help to um, bring me back and That's help good. me not to spiral in anxiety. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah.
0: Fikri posted um, maybe two weeks ago or a week ago uh, about uh, dressing your son. Can you share that post and some of the emotions you were feeling? It, re- it really touched my heart.
3: Yeah, it was um, a quick Sunday, uh, you know, uh, it was Saturday morning. And just in general, getting him dressed. Right normal the Saturday. Yeah, normal Saturday. Right. Um But I think because of all the things that had been leading up to that week, you know, and the the news, but the constant conversations, the reading of the articles and things like that, and even just carrying the consistency of um, past um, police brutality, and it was like it was very um, on the tip of my tongue and very you know very near to me at that moment. And I'm just dressing him, and I take off his shirt. Um, and I go to put, you know, his next shirt on or his, his new shirt on and uh, just said, put your hands up. And it sounded very different.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: You know, I said it like I normally say it, but it sounded very different.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And I just kind of broke into tears in that moment because I thought about how that is going to sound to him moving forward. You know, it's not dad changing your shirt. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a this could be. Life or death. For me. Yeah, this could, and, and how he responds, and and I'm just sitting there. I'm looking like again, looking at my three year old, and all of those emotions just kind of swirled around. Uh, more of a, I want to protect him, and I began to pray for him, and you know, that's all I have. That that that's all I have. I don't, you know, I know I can't keep him in a bubble. I know that he's going to eventually grow up, um, and my trust is in the Lord. And and mm-hmm. it was just. Once I, you know, prayed for him and, and, and got past that moment, I was okay. You know, the rest of the day I went about my day, but it was just, it
2: was, it was just heavy. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it was
3: because it was, it was the first time that it all, like I said, that sounded different to me. I address I him all the time
1: mm-hmm.
3: and for I sure. said that all the t- said that many times, but it's never hit me in that way. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. So, um, Yeah. One of the things we talked about was the fact that you guys are much even more careful where you go. Driving, you have to know good areas, bad areas, safe areas, Yeah. Um, and then, go ahead.
1: Yeah, you talked uh, about The Green Book. You brought up yeah. the movie, The Green Book, and The Green Book was a directory, essentially, yeah. of uh, uh, safe places right. for people of color to go to. So can you say more about that as you talked about that?
3: Yeah, um, just kind of, you know, growing up, I I've experienced, you know, i'll say mishandling i don't i've never been in a situation where i've been beaten or assaulted but i i, I can recognize situations where i've been mishandled um mm-hmm. uh, by police officers i've been pulled
0: over both of you very i mean you yeah, both showed right. those yeah. stories yeah I, I, mm-hmm.
3: i've been um pulled over for what i believe to be you know invalid reasons uh you know share the story about my graduation tassel hanging right. from my rearview mirror you know those right. are are tough situations and so over time, mm-hmm. you develop this kind of mental green book of, of, the, of the cities where, you know, let's, let's not spend much time here, you know, yeah. um, even to the point of, you know, changing shopping patterns. It changes driving patterns, mm-hmm. uh, things like that. Like I remember, you know, actually just just being taught that I don't know if it's just safe driving practice or whatever or, or not. But I know whenever we take long trips, you know, what's in the back of my head is a half a tank means an empty tank. And you know, because you can you never want to run out of gas in the wrong places. Right. Um mm-hmm. most of our trips were you know, driving through um to New York, uh, you know, to see visit her family or in North Carolina towards the south use and cruise you
2: know, control all yeah. the time. You never want to get stopped for speeding. Right. You know, um we always Which is have true a, for
0: all of us, but you're yeah. saying it for a different reason. Yes. Like right, I just right. I just don't wanna pay because the fine, but I'm certainly never exactly. thinking about
2: Right. Yeah,
3: because always just just making sure that as I'm driving, I'm trying to be, you know, so far I, I am not sure which way to say it, above board or so far in the right lane, um, that it can't be perceived because the yeah. moment it's perceived that I'm doing something wrong, even to the choice mm-hmm. of even buying a car. Yeah. You know, I remember there was a time I had a choice to buy a a, a sports car or a minivan you know and it was like okay which one do i really i really wanted the sports car but i know how i'll be perceived in the sports car so it's even making the choice for a particular vehicle or or even even the
2: opposite too because there there were multiple times where i was driving a car that may have had um the bumper had some dents in it or something like that and but i'm driving in a suburban area i was pulled over a few times and asked Simply, where are you going? Where are you coming from? Okay, was I speeding? Did did I miss a stop sign? Right. I was simply stopped because I was in the wrong place in the wrong car. It yeah. it, right. I, it, it was out of place. The suspicious thing was, why are you here? Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and
0: so the result of that is you end up with a mental green book. Exactly. You, and you well, even I talked about I, even now there are go. places where you say, okay. We're going to go four miles out of our way to avoid that particular road, road, that particular, which is another one of those never even crosses our mind. I just was telling you, I had went on this road trip, trying to find chairs for the yard and I was driving through little burbs. I'd never even been in while I was trying to figure out where I was going. I was never thinking for one second, am I safe, do I have to worry about it? I just, it's just not even on my radar. And that's just one of the major differences. Mm -hmm. So one of the things I want to ask you. It feels different to me. Uh, it being the the current climate, the the George Floyd murder, it f- it feels like there's a different kind of momentum and And the question is, do you think this might be a Rosa Parks moment? And I want to clarify that because I want to be careful. Um, I think what Rosa Parks did was heroic, but I also know she wasn't the first person of color black person who sat in the front of the bus as a way of protesting, who got arrested for not obeying the rules, but there was something different about that moment. And she became the face of the civil rights movement. Right. Right. It wasn't because she was the only, it was just, there was something about that moment in time Mm -hmm. caught the attention of the media for whatever reason, but it feels like this could be one of those moments. Do you sense that at all? How how do you even respond to that question? Do you think this might be a Rosa Parks moment for seeing change in our country? I feel like it has the potential to be. It could. It very well could be. Um, and
3: one of the concerns that I have um, about it not being uh, is the is the news cycle, um, where you know just starting to hear things about hurricanes and things like that. There's any number of things that could become the front page news within the next few days, few weeks. Um, and I, I recognize that you know our appetite and our ability to digest something, you know, it has its time limit as well. So the thought is, if we can take a moment like this and internalize it, that yes, this is real, this was very real, mm-hmm. and we need to continue on in this method, in this process, not necessarily just the protests, but continuing on with the conversations, continuing on with how can we make things different? How can we continue the education of, you know, what was the history of racism in the United States? What's the history of um, uh, how things came about? You know, one of the things I, I've been studying, urban planning um, uh, in my degree program at Wayne State. And one of the things I came across was an understanding as to why the freeways, the highways are underground in urban settings. And then as soon as you come out of the urban setting, it, becomes a surface level Mm -hmm. uh, a ground level freeway. Right. And the reason it was done that way is so you didn't have to see the poverty as you were driving from the downtown financial centers to the suburbs. Uh, It was done that way. So you didn't have to see black neighborhoods, which most of the freeways were dug into. Um, And and so even in that, you know, it's addressing those issues. Um, Do you see can you continue to see the injustice everywhere? Uh, keep digging to find it. Keep digging to understand. Mm-hmm. You know how you know housing prices were changed and things like that. That stuff, it's there. The information is there. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have to we have to take this moment where the light bulb has gone off mm-hmm. and say, I'm not going to turn the light bulb off. I'm going to keep digging to find out, God, where have you called me to address injustice? Where have you called me to address uh, this thing? We can't. Everyone can't be in every arena. Um, but God has placed us in particular arenas, mm-hmm. right? and so we okay. can choose which arena that He's placed, that He's placed us in to affect change there. Mm-hmm. Whether that's in business, law enforcement, uh, the church, whatever it is, God help us to be able to see uh, see ourselves the way You see us, and do what is necessary to bring about a just, um, a just society, a just body of believers, a just, um, a just moment in society.
1: Mm-hmm. Hmm. So by each of us stepping into the role that God has for us, it keeps it from being just the current hot topic right. until something else comes along and that moves our attention to whatever the next big news item is. Right,
3: everyone taking that next step. Uh, Rosa Parks sitting on the bus was a, was a moment, but that moment turned into a bus boycott. That bus boycott right. turned into actionable steps by uh Uh, In the the legal system, it turned into change in the the minds of business Mm -hmm. owners. All of those things came from But it rallied a support
0: system, too. Exactly. It's not like those things weren't being fought for prior to. It's just something brought about, now we have more momentum. Now we have more support. behind. And and maybe I'm naive, but I would love to hear how you feel about this. But it does feel different (laughs) right now. What I'm not hearing is, yeah, but he... Was mm-hmm. a thug. Yeah, but he like mm-hmm. I've been hearing that for mm-hmm. you know, you've been hearing it all story, your life. Like, yeah, well, well talking, we don't know the whole story. story. Like I'm not hearing any right. of that, which right. is for the guy that filters some of that when we're even talking about it, I get the churchy brother, whatever, I'm not getting in there. So it feels a little different. You even brought up there's you know, there's a march in London.
2: Right. Like, I, I think it feels different. And I think what gives me hope is that this is a global awareness. Hmm. This is not just our city is Um, or our our United States is aware of this racism, but now it's globally, you know, it's like the light bulb has gone off. Um, I've seen pictures uh, of protests going on all over the world. That gives me hope. And one thing that I I hope that we do to continue that you mentioned, you know, when the news cycle is over and, you know, when the Facebook posts stop trending, Mm -hmm. you know, what do we do, and I feel like one thing that we can do is is to join a grassroots campaign, sign a petition, you know make donations, volunteer your time, um, do something that will make a difference in your community uh, and and not just um, sit at home and 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 throw your fist in the air and then go about your normal daily lives you know try to do something that will make a difference hmm.
0: So you talked about joining a grassroots organization, mm-hmm. but the other thing you talked about when we met before was being a part of changes in the laws.
2: Mm-hmm. Like
0: be aware of what the laws are. Be the, yes. they, they, you know, Look for those petitions that are going to change yes. the next laws that make it uh, a safer place. I love the analogy that you just said of uh, it's like a light bulb has gone off. But when you said that, I just had this picture from what you're saying of the light bulb just kind of dimming until the light bulbs not out anymore light bulbs still there but now it's not lit because of the news cycle Mm -hmm. i even think you know god forbid lord please don't let it happen but another spike in the corona could be the thing right because that's what if i I don't know about you but it was like all corona Mm
3: -hmm. but now
0: Mm -hmm. this is this is all the new you know and so you are i I do think you're touching on something that we have to pay attention to Mm -hmm. we need to be cautious not to let the media dictate how the conversation continues to be played out. Correct. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And I think it would, could very easily happen that way. Uh, I want to talk a little bit more about what we can do. So Meg, I know you have some thoughts about this, but but what? the question I get more than any question right now is, so what can I do? Mm-hmm. What can I do? Like, how can I, you know, I feel it, I feel, what can I do? So mm-hmm. there, we talked about that a little bit. You want to share some of your thoughts there?
1: Right. Well, I know I was thinking, Uh, For myself personally, and I know we've talked about this, that uh, for me it's begun with myself, you know, taking a look at myself, asking God to examine my heart. You know, and um, the prejudices that I carry in my heart. Mm-hmm. And first of all, bringing those to God, mm-hmm. you know, and apologizing to God uh, for those things and asking Him to change my heart. So that's where it started for me. And then um, also thinking about, you know, the family. H- how do we do family? Do we. Um, Are we inviting people into our homes that are different than us? Are we exposing our children to relationships that are different than them? You know, last night we talked about this, you know, if our kids are having a birthday party, are we making sure that the two students who are the students of color are not the two students who are left out of our Mm -hmm. child's Mm -hmm. birthday party? Um, But, you know, educating our family on how important um, cross-cultural relationships are. And then in the church, being the group's coordinator <laughs> at Grace, I think it's so important for us to be in diverse groups. Yeah. As Doug said, you guys know we've been in a group together for mm-hmm. the last eight or nine months that um, you know has had a cross-section. Yeah. From our church of races and age and socioeconomic backgrounds it's so important for us to be developing relationships with people who are not like us and the value of hearing other people's story mm-hmm. um yeah. you know and being able to share our own story and have people love us more when we share our stories and really just Having a deeper understanding of that we are all made in the image of God, yeah. that we are God's beloved children, mm-hmm. and that that's what centers us. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And in that, we have power as the church to move into our culture, to move into our society. Um, you know, and Lakeisha, I think that, that that's what empowers us to do what you're talking about. You know, the um, the petitions and policy change. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I agree. And I, I just want to tell you that the Journey Group has been very valuable for us, you mm-hmm. know, and um, and developing deep, rich relationships with you guys. But, you know, also the other people in our group. Mm-hmm. And um, like you said, it is a diverse group. And I don't think we could have had the conversation that we had pr- previous. And it's this conversation now had we not bonded over that time. Right. It, because without the bond, without the love, without the prayer, you can't um you can't dig in it, into those tough conversations, you right. know, with with love. You know, you need to you need to have that um the richness of the relationship.
1: And the safety of the yes. The safety of the relationship. knowing that okay we are in this group together right we're journeying together we're going to stay the course together and not avoid uh
2: you know difficult topics right so then when i do come to you crying you know because of uh an experience that i have felt you know and um where i've felt racism and i want to come and talk to you guys about it um because of the love because of the care because of the bond you can hear me, mm-hmm. you know, even though you can't relate as your, your experience. Right. You mm-hmm. have an empathy. You can hear me. You can understand. You know my heart. And, and I knowing and I your work. story and your experience. Exactly. So if you come to me and you say you've had an interaction that's
1: exactly. been deeply hurtful, I know this happened to Lakeisha in high school. This happened to Lakeisha you know, in her 20s. Patterns. Yeah, <laughs> I know like all the other, not all, but I know
2: what you've shared with me. And I know, okay, this is coming from a place of deep Mm -hmm. hurt. And I would encourage other people at Grace to do the same thing to, like you said, to make sure that the connection groups are diverse because that's what creates the rich connection. And I guess, I, I guess what I'm saying is I have the testimony of that, that, that it, it's valuable. It makes a difference. It produces fruit. It makes a difference. When moments like this happen. Yes.
0: There's a place to go to continue the process. And and the problem is, and I feel this way from a lot of what I'm even hearing from the clergy out there, is is a rallying cry that we need to figure out a way to even diversify our churches. And there's something about the fact that God has decided to do some of that ahead of time that allows, we're a little bit ahead of the curve. We can have conversations where some people are just trying to figure out, let's figure out how to get some people in a room. We're in the room. And if we're not in the room, it's very easy for us to put you in the room. And part of what I just thought of while you were talking, um, the... Part of the power is in this, in, in our stories. Mm-hmm. That the more we can hear. And so, if you're wondering what to do in your small group, start there. Start by right. just sharing your stories. Mm-hmm. Where did you grow up? How did you experience mm-hmm. race? You know, when did you when you were when did you become aware that there was different races? When was the first time you experienced your whiteness? When was the first time you experienced your blackness? Like yeah. all of those become aha moments that help us. When there's a George Floyd murder, to say. Vic great, how are you? And mm-hmm. be able to have a conversation that's that's much deeper. So mm-hmm. I just I can't I can't say it enough. The, the the value of being in small groups, being in living rooms, and having these conversations mm-hmm. uh, is monumental.
1: May I say one thing? I know we talked course. about this. But I'm thinking about small groups and questions in small groups. So I would just you know challenge those of you who are in a small group in the next week or two to ask the question of everyone: What was one shaping incident? in Mm -hmm. your life? Mm -hmm. You know, what is one thing that you experience that has conditioned you to see the world, you know, as you see it? Mm -hmm. That could be just a great place to start. For sure. That's good.
0: Vickery, I want to make sure because it touched my heart as well. Um, when I asked you the question earlier about what passage of scripture, you talked about Moses. Mm -hmm. Can you just share how that Mm -hmm. has been shaping you right now and what you've been thinking about?
3: And uh, yeah, so some friends of ours, mine, we were talking, pastors, ministers, we were, we were just talking about um, this moment in time. And um, that's what came out of it, that, that conversation. And, and just it really stuck with me that, you know, Moses early in Exodus is he's kind of coming to his own. And, you know, after he's, you know, tells his birth story. Um, but it says that he witnessed an injustice, uh, Egyptian beating a Hebrew, um, a Hebrew slave. And Moses was infuriated by that. Uh, So he had a heart to to see the injustice. He had a heart to correct the injustice. But in the moment, Mm -hmm. he was so emotional that he did the absolute wrong thing. And he answered an injustice with an injustice. Uh, And so he kills the guy and he buries him in the sand, almost kind of trying to push it aside. Okay, yeah, I did this thing, but I was really trying to do it for the right reasons, but I'll, I'll, I'll move past it. And then says the next day he goes out and he sees two Hebrews and they're arguing. And, uh, Moses goes into step in to bring justice again in that moment. Again, he's got this deep heart of justice and wanting to correct, you know, when he sees issues that are, when he sees issues, uh, but they turn to him and they say, you know, didn't you kill the Egyptian yesterday? Are you going to kill us? Like you killed him, you know? And then Moses realizes, that he's not going to get away with that the, the murder of that egyptian and he begins to flee he, he, he runs mm-hmm. out but the thing in that moment that, that caught me so much was that moses lost his testimony to be able to speak into an unjust moment because of his emotion mm-hmm. and the the thing that i didn't want to happen again with the loss of the news cycle is that there's so much pent-up emotion that is being released right now. Yeah, we see just, it all over every yeah, city not, right now, right? Not just with uh, about George Floyd. This is, this is centuries old, right. uh, hurt and anger that is being, right and trauma that is mm-hmm. being released out. And the question is, you know, not from God's standpoint, he says, be angry and sin not, you know, God is not saying you should never be angry. There is a righteous indignation you should have in a moment like this, but that is not, released out in an emotional way feel that emotion let it help you to say this is something significant mm-hmm. so what moses ends up doing is he's restored by the time he spends with jethro he is restored by the time he spends getting mission from god in the burning bush. Sure. and that counsel and that wisdom is able to produce a fruitful end which is israel headed to their own land israel is headed mm-hmm. to a place with wealth and, and it's done and a godly way. This is the way that, that God wanted it to be done, not through the, the, the grabbing of the, the Egyptians and killing them and, right. and things like that. That's the emotional response. But there is a response that is beneficial for everyone, the Egyptian and the Hebrew, uh, for those who are in the surrounding communities. There's a response that's better. But let that emotion sit for a moment mm. Let that, and, and deal with that. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, put the work in to reconcile in a godly way. Everyone has to reconcile in a godly way, not just those who are releasing Mm -hmm. that anger, those who are asking, why are you so angry? Mm -hmm. Address that. Mm -hmm. Feel, uh, empathize with that hurt, Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. centuries-old hurt, and feel that pain, and then join in that moment and Mm -hmm. say, let's work together to solve this situation. That's Mm
1: -hmm. good.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, injustice Mm -hmm. will never bring about justice. Mm -hmm. It just doesn't work that way, especially if we are working in God's economy, which we are. Now it could change the system, but injustice is just going to breed more injustice. So mm-hmm. I love that picture. I also, uh, when you talk about that, uh, before, and when you're talking about it now, I just keep being reminded of the fact that Moses is described as the most humble man mm-hmm. yeah. ever. Something happened yeah. in that process that Humboldt made him realize this really isn't about me, this is about God mo- using me right. to be a part of a movement. And the minute it becomes about me. It gets messed up, not meaning that he wasn't oppressed, not meaning that he wasn't Hebrew, not meaning that he didn't see injustice, but it wasn't about him being the Savior. It was about him humbling himself, saying, if God's going to move, God's going to move, but I want to be there, and I Mm want to be a part of what God's going to do, which is really the calling for all of us in this particular type Mm -hmm. of situation. So I want to just ask one more question, and I know this one puts you on the spot a little bit, uh, but if you could say anything to the Grace family, uh, the people watching right now, um, what do you want to say?
2: I would just say, you know, to continue to love each other well. Um, you know, we've been here for a year now. And um, we, when we came in, we felt welcome. Hmm. You know, we felt loved. And um, I would say continue in that and even go even deeper and create more rich relationships. Um, you know, I, the practical way through connections group connection groups but i i think that this is a safe place and i and i think that Mm. um you know us being a mosaic striving to be like jesus that is i see it being lived out or trying like striving to be lived out and um i would say continue Mm. that's what i would say
3: yeah i'd say this this is a moment to lean into the striving to, to the striving side um because there's, there's going to be a lot of awkward conversations mm-hmm. as you join a C group and, and a D group and or even just as we return on, you know, Sunday mornings to see each other. It's going to be, you know, it's going to be interesting, but lean into those moments and say, I'm willing, I want this relationship, this church relationship. I want this church family to grow deeper and richer. And so, I want to have a bagel with a brother that I haven't
0: had a bagel, bagel with before. a brother. It's a new ministry. <laughs> so write that down. We I got a Bagel with, the brother with a brother group. <laughs> I love it. I love it. The sisters <laughs> aren't gonna be happy, but
1: <laughs> the sisters but, can think of something. Yeah,
0: think of something. <laughs> Soup with the sisters. <laughs> yeah, just
3: be able to to sit down and and utilize even you know like I said the cafe even even more. Let's talk. Mm, Let's yeah. address this. Let's not just come in you know uh once we're meeting together again and just say hi you know all right great to see you and i'm headed back to you know this is a there was a a, a intentionality in the search when we decided to to come to grace Mm -hmm. and i remember our first day here and my wife and i we looked at each other and we looked at our role um, and there was a diversity in our role that attracted us Mm -hmm. to say this is a different place Mm -hmm. you know it was it, it was different than any other church that we had ever been to. Um, And not just that it was diverse by the people who were sitting in the pews, how they were responding to each other. Mm -hmm. Uh, Two older ladies of different race were leaning and talking to each other Mm -hmm. as best friends. It seemed like for decades, Mm -hmm. you know, and you saw uh, interracial couples, you saw who who felt safe here in this place. Mm -hmm. You saw other couples who were talking to each other. It was such uh, a, a difference than what I had previously seen where, where we said, you know what we we need to be here That's uh great. and so i would say just and we're grateful in. for that yeah we're grateful and we're
1: going to take it beyond sunday for sure another That's pitch what you would for say groups
0: <laughs> right you would say don't be satisfied
1: yeah don't be satisfied with um the you know diverse uh um yeah diverse sunday mm-hmm. we want to take it into the living rooms take it into our homes mm-hmm.
0: yeah um, when you say um striving to live like Jesus the part of the live like Jesus that's been on my mind is the incarnational part.
2: Yeah.
0: Like Jesus came and was dwelt among us, mm-hmm. right? And and then we're called to be with each other. Yeah. And if we're really going to continue the momentum and this really is going to be a Rosa Parks moment, it's going to require especially if we want it to be a God movement, it's going to require incarnational movement mm-hmm. that we go mm-hmm. and we're with one another and we're with the people and then we get our hands messy and we yeah. get into the mix. So that's what I would say is be incarnational, that's live good. like Jesus, mm-hmm. yeah. move into it. Um, I think we're up against time. So great I'm going to ask you to pray for us and uh, with that, we'll close.
3: Father, we thank you. We thank you because in all things uh, you say to give thanks. So we trust you in this moment. Uh, though there may be some with high anxiety uh, about what the next days will hold uh, we know you hold the next days and so we trust in you uh, that what you have for us that the moments you have of change the moments you have uh, of sustaining uh, that you will provide those things and so lord you also told us that you would have a peace that passes all understanding Uh, for those that stay in you. And so Lord, provide that peace uh, for us mentally, provide that peace for us family-wise, in our homes and in our churches, God. Please provide that peace in our streets, God, uh, that it would rain uh, and that you would be glorified. That is our desire, that you would be high and lifted up. Uh, And so Lord, your Mm -hmm. word also says that we would be a light in the midst of darkness. So Lord, let us not hide our light, um, but let us be a city set upon a hill uh, identifying that you are God, you are
0: Lord, and your ways are right and just. Hmm. So we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you for doing this. Uh, I want to remind you that there are uh, prayer uh, rooms set up. There's a Zoom. should be on your screen right now that you can dial in. Uh, if you are struggling with anything, if it's part of the, the uh, racial injustice that you've experienced and you don't know how to process that, we have great... Um, people that would love to just sit with you and pray. You'll be put into a private room and be able to pray with somebody virtually. So we would love for you to be a part of that as the people prayed for you this week, uh, what they heard was that we need to respond justly. So, uh, Fick Ray was being somewhat prophetic even when he said that, but, um, it matters how we respond matters. And we need to respond in a way that shows love and, uh, We need to be careful about what our response is, was the other thing that they heard. So uh, we love you, Grace. Remember, 21st, we're going to be back together, and uh, we're going to have the outside service. We're still going to broadcast both the 9 and 11 online, so if you're not ready, uh, if you're just not feeling comfortable, we understand that. But if you're ready to come out, bring your own chairs, bring your own water, bring an umbrella, Uh, if it's real sunny, so that you can be under an umbrella, and uh, we're going to have a blast starting on the 21st at 11 o'clock. So can't wait. Meg can't wait. <laughs> Blessings. And uh, Meg and I will be in the virtual lobby in just a, a few minutes. So if you want to come on there and say hi, we'd love to talk to you. Bye, Grace.
1: Bye, Grace. <laughs>